we'll also have a look ahead to Ireland's World Cup opener against Scotland as well in the early hours of tomorrow morning. So plenty to come between now and 7 o'clock right here on the big red bench. We'll go down straight to our Porky Rindo. Uh, because uh, Newtown Shandrum and Glen Rovers are going head-to-head. It's a very close battle at the moment, Kieran O'Regan. Yeah, very close. 41 minutes gone here. It's 10 points apiece. Uh, it's really a shootout be- between Jamie Coughlin and Pat Horgan, really. Uh, Newtown probably relying on Jamie Coughlin a bit too much, whereas Glenn not relying on Pat Horgan that much, but he's doing all their scoring. Another wide for Newtown there. There's been a number of wides. A lot of rain here. Probably not helping matters. Uh, the ball's slipping, sliding off a lot. Newtown could have had a goal earlier on, actually, just before... Um, Half time, super save from the, the Glen keeper, Carl Hickey. There was a free at the Glen Rovers dugout, which would be the Blackrock end. Um, it was hit in from Carl, uh, or sorry, from um, Matty Ryan. Hit in, seemed to bypass everybody in the big square and just dropped in front of the goalkeeper and he t- tipped it away off the line. A fantastic save, went out for six drive. Newtown through here, number 14. But that's all, he's dropped the ball, it's gone for a shot, it's saved off the line by Glen Rovers keeper. Absolutely fantastic save again from Cahill Hickey. The Glen Rovers keeper pulling off a fantastic save there from Conor Griffin from Newtown, denying absolutely a bullet. It's gone over 65 here though, but real championship hurling more in fairness. A really lively game. Lots of yellows, a lot of players will be watching their, well not watching their backs, but they'll have to be a bit careful. Uh, because there has been a number of yellows but uh, a, a great game so far oh, he's given a free it's not a 65 he must be given the advantage Nathan Wall from the Ballon College Club here uh, so Tim O'Manley just standing over this and that will go over the bar it does yeah so Newtown take the 11 points to 10 42 minutes gone here but a very exciting uh, encounter despite the uh, torrential rain here yeah I was going to say that Kieran. I'm watching the game here on, on TV in the studio I'm looking out the window behind me here it looks like a dirty horrible rotten winter's evening um, which obviously isn't great for hurling, but the, the players making the most of it. Yeah, sorry, Rory, I lost it there. But yeah, like I'm, I'm sure you've the the aircon, the heating on the studio there. But it is pretty miserable down here in a park. Your rain, the, the rain, it did ease off at half time, but it seems to come back out. Uh, when the second half started again it can't be easy for players you know the, the hand slipping on the, the hurlies and, and the ball is getting a lot more than it would normally there was definitely a ball that could have uh, bounced maybe into the goal uh, if it was dry it might have bounced a bit better but it, it slid off uh, because of the rain another wide for Glen Rovers here now but um, yeah it, it has to be having an effect it's certainly going to have an effect in the second game because the pitch will be so wet but uh, it, it is a fantastic game so far just uh, well it could be better without the rain but sure. yeah. what can you do you know indeed we'll go back to there Kieran in a little bit uh, for an update there uh, at the full time whistle but certainly uh, a very close battle there uh, between Newtown Shandrum and Glen Rovers I'll keep you up to date on that one that's going to be followed by the meeting of County Champions in O'Killy they're taking on Sarsfield uh, 6.45 is the start time for that game uh, there in the Senior Football Championship Glen Rovers facing Town in Ross Carberry this evening and uh, the latest score from there at half time Newcastle are uh, leading by six points to four in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship can Turk have beaten Kilnamartra 3-8 to 13 points a four point win there for Can Turk a double header in Cladov as well Mitchestown facing Adrigal in the Intermediate Football Championship relegation playoff and they are level after 38 minutes Mitchestown 9 points Adrigal 1-6 elsewhere in the Junior A Hurling Championship Clyde Rovers and Kilbury going head to head victory for Kilbury 118 to 110 was how that finished uh, Newtown Chandler now leading 11 points to 10 43 minutes gone on the clock there in Camogie St. Catherine's meeting in Ascara today in Castle Road in their uh, quarter final uh, let a score from there it's into the second half in fact it's half time, half time whistle has just got I beg your pardon and Ascara leading 110 to 1-2 in ladies football senior championship St. Val's and Mornabby going head to head in Bishopstown this afternoon and the latest score uh, we have from there it's uh, Mornabby with a comfortable lead um, 4-9 to 1-2 is the latest score we have from there Elsewhere, Kilkenny searching for a new under-20 hurling manager after DJ Carey opted to step down from the role. The Cats legend had been in charge for two seasons and led them to a Leinster title. This summer they were beaten though by Cork in the All-Ireland semi-finals. In the Premier League and in the evening kick-off, scoreless between Newcastle United and Brighton 35 minutes on the clock. But what a result from Manchester City today, Darren Stanage. 
Watford nil, a highest ever Premier League score for Manchester City. They scored five goals in the opening 20 minutes. David Silva set the tone. Aguero fired over penalty. Maris hit home and deflected free kick. And Bernardo Silva nodded home the fourth and Otamendi the fifth. After the break, more of the same. Bernardo Silva scored twice to get his hat trick. And with eight minutes to play, Kevin De Bruyne in on the act, collecting the ball and firing into the top corner. Manchester City eight, Watford nil. And that Kevin De Bruyne goal was absolutely class as well. This is our City boss Pep Guardiola. When you shoot the first five shoots in target the five goals so what can I say so the quality the players that we have up in front make the difference not it's not because in the same time in the first minutes we gave them two chances to score two goals and they didn't the conditions in Park Irene are horrendous the rain is teeming down Kiran has just tweeted there to say that it's actually hard to see across the pitch looking at it on TV now you can see what he means but it is Newtown Shandam lead uh, 11 points uh, to 10 and we will of course keep you uh, up to date on that one but uh, 46 minutes there now on the clock Burnley meanwhile have beaten Norwich today Adam Drury Burnley strolled to a 2-0 win over a Norwich side who has served a cold dose of reality Chris Wood opened the scoring with a near post header 10 minutes in and just 4 minutes later Wood fired in a second from close range from there the Clarets expertly managed the game at the back and truly nerfed the expansive football of Norwich to secure their first win since the opening day of the season while simultaneously knocking the Canaries from their perch full time at Turf Moor if it is Burnley 2 Norwich 0 Sheffield United beating Everton today at Goodison Park Paul Anthony Everton nil, Sheffield United 2 Everton will be wondering how they didn't win this game at a canter in the first half they had numerous chances to put the game out of reach of the visitors but against the run of play it was Sheffield United who took the lead when Yeremina deflected Oliver Norwood corner into his own goal four minutes before the break in the second half the home team pushed for the equaliser they almost got it when Tooson found himself 1-0-1 with Henderson in the Sheffield goal but his shot went wide and minutes later the visitors doubled the lead Moosehead on as a sub took the ball around Pickford before slotting into an empty net first win for the season as Sheffield United here at Goodison Park it finished Everton nil, Sheffield United 2 and Cork's Johnny Egan at the heart of that Sheffield United defence today Leicester City have come from behind to be Tottenham 2-1 Derek Clark full time Leicester City 2 Tottenham 1 the host battle back to take all three points in an engrossing game here Harry Kane had fired Spurs ahead on 29 minutes when he somehow managed to get his shot away despite falling to the ground Ricardo equalised for the Foxes on 69 minutes before James Madison popped up with the winner on 85 minutes when he unleashed a stunning right for the strike into the bottom corner VAR ruled out goals for both sides but the Foxes held on for a famous victory it finished Leicester 2 Spurs 1 uh, Leicester boss uh, Brendan Rodgers says he's uh, very happy with the performance of his players they were so good they brought a real emotion to the game real aggression to the game the crowd were, were incredible for us and then everything that happened in the game goals going for you against you changing shape tactically they were they were so good and, uh, and we deserved the three points uh, Spurs boss uh, Mauricio Pochettino says uh, he's confident the fortunes will change after poor start to the season. I trust in my player and the squad and for sure we are going to prove. I am happy with the performance today um, and I think that team is more uh, close to be like a palace um, and we need to improve um, and of course um, we are going to work hard to try to, to improve. And in the evening kickoff um, in the uh, the five thirty game, uh, which is uh, about thirty five minutes, uh, forty minutes almost uh, gone at this stage. It's a Newcastle scoreless uh, with uh, Brighton after thirty seven minutes. We will go back down to Porky Room where the rain is teeming down, but Newtown Shandon putting some more scores on the board. Kieran. They certainly have, and the rain certainly has got actually worse since we were talking to me. But New Glen Rovers have just got a goal uh, oh. through David Cunningham, a fantastic, fantastic goal, hit off the ground. Great uh, bit of skill there. The ball dropped. It's because of the weather. They couldn't get it up. And uh, he just turned around and hit it on the ground and gave uh, James Bowles in the Newtown goal. No chance whatsoever. Uh, fantastic, well-taken goal. But it's level out. Newtown had worked very hard to get that three-point lead. Um, and the Glen have just eaten back into that. There's 10 minutes left. This game could could be a draw. There's 10 minutes left, so we won't just jinx it yet. But it's a uh, Newtown Channel with 13 points. Glen Rovers, one goal and 10. And I must be said, God, Lakey, since I was speaking to you again, pull off another miraculous save. A uh, fantastic save as well. So that's three uh, so far. Uh, certainly should be getting man of the match uh, today so far but uh, Glen Rovers having another shot at goal but a lot of the balls are kind of going short here Roar. I don't mm. know it's, they can't get a good grip on the early or something yeah. um, 
you can't blame him for that either to be fair but uh, it's a fantastic game so far real championship pace but that goal from David Conan was uh, just sublime off the off the. he just turned I don't know was even looking at the goals but just turned hit on the ground and went into the far corner fantastic goal to level the game here in Parky Red Alright Kieran thanks for that looks absolutely miserable miserable down there I'm actually glad I'm uh, stuck in my nice warm cosy studio uh, we'll get you a full time report on that one in uh, just a bit elsewhere today in football Cove Ramblers play their final game this season tonight they're at home to Longford Town uh, at St. Comets Park 7.45 the start time for that one in the Munster Senior League Avondale United winning 4-2 away to UCC at the farm today Cork City Women's meanwhile away to DLR Waves that kicks off at 7pm in rugby defending champions New Zealand have gotten their Rugby World Cup campaign off to a winning start they've beaten South Africa today uh, uh, 23-13 in that massive massive Pool B clash elsewhere Australia avoided a scare they came from behind to defeat Fiji 39-21 while uh, France narrowly defeated Argentina 23-21 the South American side missing a penalty um, with the last kick uh, of the game practically um, so win there for France today of course uh, Ireland in action tomorrow against Scotland and the uh, but quarter to nine that game kicks off Ireland winner Jacob Stockdale confident that Jordan Larmour and Andrew Comer slot him well against the Scots Larmour is in a full back for his injured Leinster teammate Rob Kearney Andrew Conway is in for Keith Earls on the wing Stockdale says both players have plenty of big game experience already I'll have, you know, kind of Rob and Rosie and uh, the back three with their kind of experience. But, like, I mean, you know, uh, Andrew Conway and, and Jordan have played a lot of rugby uh, for Ireland and I've played a fair bit of rugby with them. Uh, and they're both really exciting players to get to play with. Like, you know, they're the kind of guys that are going to want to, you know, run onto the ball and, and, and attack, which is, as a winner, very exciting. Elsewhere today, uh, Rory McIlroy says he has a faint hope of winning the BMW PGA Championship tomorrow. The war number two, six under par after third down at 65 today. He's nine shots behind the leaders, Danny Willett and John Ram. McIlroy says he'll concentrate on shooting another low round tomorrow. If I'm five back or seven back or ten back, um, you know, my mindset's the same. I just got to go out and shoot a good score tomorrow. And, um, you know, I was never thinking about winning this tournament after the first day anyway. So, you know, I guess to put myself in a position where it's at least a faint hope, that's uh, a good thing. That was Roy McIlroy there speaking after uh, today's uh, third round of the BMW PGA Championship. He says he's a faint hope of winning after uh, shooting a 600 power round uh, of 65 today. He's nine shots behind leaders Danny Willett and John Rand. The Open Champion Shane Lowry's four under par uh, heading into the final round with uh, Patrick Harrington on four over um, elsewhere in rugby today Munster were beaten by Connacht in a challenge game 40 points to 31 and in motorsports um, Ferrari Charles Leclerc has taken pole position for tomorrow's Singapore Grand Prix Lewis Hamilton will be alongside him on the front row penalty now for uh, Glenn Rovers um, we might go back to Kiron and uh, get a, a brief update on that one they're just waiting to take it um, but it is a penalty uh, for Glenn Rovers 52 minutes on the clock this is uh, a big moment in this game the penalty is up it has been struck and it has been saved by the Newtown Shandrum goalkeeper so it remains Newtown Shandrum 13 points Glenn Rovers at uh, one ten. and Kieran, that wasn't the best of penalties was it? Probably not I, I think uh, to be fair the rain might have made the hurley a bit slippy it wasn't a great penalty it was down low into the ground kind of but there was no bounce in it because of the the, the ground is so wet and uh, it just went in front of James Bowles he dropped down and did save it off the line in fairness to him and he cleared the ball out uh, ball went up the other end but Newton failed to score from it it's gone back down the other end and Glen Rovers have got a, a score from it Pat Horgan uh, just pulling the ball over uh, between the two posts so they now take the lead 111 to 13 points five minutes left that could be a psychological uh, advantage for them because this game is so nip and tuck the ball is very hard to get with the, the rain. Hold on to it is what I should say. But Newtown on the attack again. That's number 20. That's uh, Paulo Sullivan who has it. And it just goes straight over the sideline. So it's uh, a Glen Rovers line ball here. But the rain teaming down. It seems to be getting worse every time you come to me. <laughs> Certainly going to have an effect on the next game between McKillie mm. and Sars. But uh, this is a fantastic game. 
taking into account weather conditions, but that penalty really would have put daylight between the two sides. And if they had got it, you wouldn't have seen Newtown coming back, I don't think, because they had worked so hard to get the three-point advantage before Glenn got the, the first goal to David Cunningham. But it certainly was a penalty. He was David Cunningham was held up inside the square and let Wall gave the penalty. Glenn have got another point now here again. They've got two points clear with four and a half minutes left. That was a number of 13 Connor Doris. So it does look like Glenn could hold on here. Newtown will they look at the board and you know they either need a goal or two points to come back even into this. Glenn Rovers have it again. That's number 10. Uh, Dean Brazen. He's running through. He should put it over. He passes it to Hoggy. Hoggy drops it. Loses possession. Newtown have it. They're going to come out with this. Maddie Ryan passes it off. Uh, this is going to go down the field and it could be dispossessed. Will it? No, it's not. Newtown have it. It's passed from number 22 over. He's blocked. And uh, you know, just dropped the ball dropped again. The, the weather is having a huge effect here yeah. so far, Roar. Uh, the ball is half hit out. It's gone to Newtown to Jerry Lane. He's hit it in. It's gone into the square. Newtown has uh, missed. Miss, no, he didn't catch it. It's gone out to the wide. Got out far away, I should say. So uh, there's a two points. It's been over as one twelve. Newtown thirteen points. Not a whole pile of time left in this. Mm. It could go down to the wire, but uh, the rain having a huge effect here. Yeah, thanks for that, Carol. We'll come back to you there for a full-time report on that one, but it looks like it's certainly going uh, Glen Rover's way. I'm uh, going to hear briefly from our Cork City boss, Neil Fenn, and Neil all draw with Finn Harps last night in what was, to be honest, a very, very poor game of football between the sides. Uh, very low on uh, entertainment. Um Missed penalty for Cork City as well. Conor McCormack stepping up to take a second half penalty. Hit it straight at the Finn Harps keeper. So it finished scoreless. It remains seven points clear of Finn Harps uh, in that relegation. Um, uh, uh, ahead of Finn Harps, we're in that relegation playoff spot at the moment. Uh, City should be safe, but uh, I asked uh, Neil Horgan, or Neil Fenn, I do beg your pardon, um, last night uh, how disappointed he was with the result. Um. Obviously, lots of possession and, and, and some good some good elements. Just just lacking that final um, the final part of the game, which is the hardest part of the game, is putting the ball in the net. And the big talking point, I suppose, is Conor McCormick's penalty miss. Um, was he a designated penalty taker? Was that just decided? Yeah, no. He, you know, he's, he, he was confident he was going to take it, so that's fine. Um, and listen, you know, penalty misses that you can you can blame people, but just the keeper saved it. So you know, it wasn't the best the best drop penalty I've seen, but there you go. And overall, I suppose the lack of clear-cut chances must be massively disappointing. Very disappointing. I felt that we we lacked a little bit of um, belief, I would call it, um, in the final third, and a little bit of confidence um, in the final third. Apart from that, I felt that we, you know, we knew it was going to be a night where they were going to sit in and they were going to, you know, play play for free kicks um, and, and long throws. We knew we knew that, and that's exactly what happened. It was just how were we going to score? It was going to be um, with a little bit of quality and, and someone. Opening it, opening them up a little bit, and unfortunately, we couldn't do that. Our result keeps you seven points clear. Harps is that kind of safe from the relegation threat now, or is it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that we, if we won tonight, I would have been confident. But I still think that we, you know, we've got five very difficult games coming up. So certainly not, um, certainly not safe. Yeah, you're away for the next few weeks now, aren't you, Neil? Tough, tough games, you just said. Very tough. Yeah, um, Derry away obviously is um, is a difficult game. So you know. The, I feel it's a different type of game. Obviously, they're going to come out and play, and 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 um, it'll be it's totally different from tonight. But you know, we need to be better in the final third. And I feel that some players are just a little bit playing in themselves, scared to make a mistake, maybe especially at home. Yeah, what's been the most disappointing kind of feature since you've taken over the job, Neil? Um, I suppose I suppose that the, the lack of clear cut chances, the lack of. Um, the lack of somebody getting getting the game by the scruff of the neck, at, you know, in the in the final third and making something happen, I, I think probably not frustrating, but you know, sometimes you as a manager you are looking for that to happen for you in a tight game like that. Someone needs to get hold of hold of the game and, and make something happen, and we're just lacking that at the moment. Do, do you think the team kind of lacks a bit of leadership? No, no, I wouldn't say that. I think that there's obviously there's plenty of lads in there that have won stuff, and there's plenty of plenty of good good lads, good characters in the dressing room. It's, it's just when you are at the bottom of the table and when you're scrapping and things are not going well for you, then you know some players might go back into their shell a little bit. I think the, 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 if you if you look at the league table, obviously they're un, they're underperforming. Um, are they underperforming for me? I think they're probably you know the the, the lads I expect to be doing a little bit more. I think I think they're doing okay. Obviously. Um, we're not winning and we need to win but it's just you know it's a, it's a frustration because 
we need we need a little bit of extra quality in the, in the final third. Need something to happen. Did you think Neil that like with the two week break since the Dundalk game that there would be a better performance from the team? Yeah, we had more of a chance to work with them. Um, not I was I was expecting the game to be similar to how it was. To be similar to how it was, it was yeah. going to be it was going to be frustrating at times because you can't you're not going to open them up every single time you go forward. So you have to be patient. But when you do open them up, then you have to really show that little bit of quality, put the put the right delivery into the box, um, pick the right option, and we didn't do that enough. And yeah. and and that was the that was the frustrating part. And what's the prognosis on, on Gary? Is it, is it a he got a, he got a kick on a on a nerve, so he had an injection at half time. But um, we're not sure. I'm not sure how long he'll be out for. Now, okay. as we mentioned, it was a frustrating night. Say, is that because as well that you had a chance to confirm your safety for next season as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, that that is a frustration. Obviously, you know we would like to have we would like to put that. It still wouldn't have been math- mathematically, I don't think, but that would have certainly put the, the little bit of breathing space, a little bit of daylight. They've they've got some difficult fixtures as well, so you couldn't see them winning all of their last games. So certainly that is a frustration. Um, but yeah, there was you know there was there was a lot of things frustrate, frustrating about the night, but also a lot of a lot of a, a few good performances as well that I'm not totally downhearted on it. It's now uh, year on a winless run at home now since it goes back to the tenth of May. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not good because you know, as I said before, Turner's Cross is a, is a fortress and, and teams shouldn't come here and, and get and get anything out of it really. And um, you know, they they probably on the balance of things, it take away the penalty. They probably deserve their draw tonight. Is that your strongest team? Neil? Do you think the team you start with tonight? Do you think that's the strongest side you could start with? Um, yeah, I think so. That was probably um, maybe Ronan Hurley would, would come into the would come into the reckoning for a, for a starting spot. Um, Josh Honohan would be pushing um, for a starting spot, but he's unava- unavailable to us. So those two would be the, would be the lads that I would say would be pushing for a starting spot. The rest is the rest is what we have. And is Kevin O'Connor injured yet? Yeah, Kevin O'Connor's injured. Yeah. And how long is he likely to go for? He's got an, he's got a, a bit of a freak injury. He took a hit to the arm against Galway and hit a nerve okay. and he's just in pain and once the pain stops he'll be fine but yeah. he's still unable to, to do much okay. Neil do you see it now with so few games remaining and the pressure you speak about which comes from scrapping at the bottom mm. realistically you can't reinvent the wheel in, in what's left of this season can you yeah. I mean is it is it really about looking to next season surviving and getting through these games and then really looking to rebuild from the start of next season yeah, I mean, um, I was brought into the club to to plan for you know see us through this season and plan for next season. But that that's that's fine. But you know, you still want to win as a, as a manager. You want to win matches, and you're not happy just drawing and, and losing games. So I want to win. So yeah, the plan was you know plan for next season, see the season out, and then and then plan for next season. But at the moment you know I just we need a win from somewhere so that's that's the plan at the moment yeah it's Cork City boss uh, Neil Finn there speaking after uh, last night's nil all draw uh, with Finn Harps which wasn't the best of games uh, and that is putting it very very mildly indeed in the ladies uh, senior football championship Mornabi have beaten St Val's 4-13 to 4-4 a nine point win there for Mornabi and uh, in the senior football championship Bill and Rovers and Eustace going head to head and uh, the latest score from there is uh, Neusistan uh, are leading uh, by 10 points to 4 since the last couple of minutes there and it's almost uh, time up in Porky Rin where it's uh, very very close Kieran Oh my god Roar I've been sounding down the phone for the last minute there the drama here is something else Newtown com- com- constantly pushing for this last point to draw the game they've had a couple of opportunities it's just dropped short they almost had a goal opportunity there but couldn't get the ball in the back of the net but there was four minutes signal referee Nathan Wall has just blown the full time whistle it's finished Glen Rovers 1-12 Newtown Chandram 14 points it's a one point win for Glen Rovers here and an absolutely titanic battle in Park you're in the rain seems to have stopped but it was going for the entire game here a fantastic game between two great hurling sides but it's Glen who will go through to semi-finals to meet Carrick Tool now 
uh, in the next uh, two weeks. I think it is next week or two anyway. But uh, a fantastic battle here in Park you're in. And Glenn really put out uh, Newtown there in the last few minutes, Rory, and stopped them getting that just last vital score to level this game. All right, you're on Sunday like an absolute cracker. I'll let you go off and get some of Glenn Rovers' reaction. Mike, that by the end of the show. And thanks for back here. Cheers, Or. Yeah, it's Kieran O'Regan there. It's, uh, sounded like a very uh, intense and entertaining game uh, down in uh, Parky Room, but it's uh, Glen Rovers 112, Newtown Chandler 14 points, a one point win uh, for the Glen. Uh, also, at last night's uh, match, Colm O'Sullivan uh, spoke to uh, City legend uh, George O'Callaghan about their uh, nil all draw with Finn Harps. Frustrating night. Um, they never really got going. You know, I know they missed the penalty, maybe the game would have changed if that went in. But um, even looking at the first half, you know, it was very sluggish. I think some of the players look like they don't even want the ball. They're making runs for the sake of it, you know. And I think when you, I've been in football for 20 years, and when you see that, and you can see what the players are doing, like, and I wouldn't blame the manager because they've had three managers this year, and they're still doing the same thing. So I think you know some of the players, especially the experienced players, really need to look at themselves now. And you know, football is a harsh business, and if if people play like that and continue like that, then it always catches you out, you know. So um, I think a lot of those lads in the change really need to have a good look at themselves. Managers have come in for stick this season. I mean, John Caulfield obviously got sacked. John Cotter was here. He moved on. Neil Fenn is here now. But as you say, the players and the results have been the same under three managers. So maybe the managers aren't the problem. Yeah, well, that's where I would say because, um, you know, I've really had a really good interest in it this year. And um, tonight for me, you know, you know, I look, I look at players like, and I don't pick below, but Griffin is a lot better than that, you know. And I, I, I actually spoke to him last Saturday and, and I said it to him, you know. I think Gary Buckley, because I think the way the team has changed and the shape and the different the ways they're playing now, he's not going to get in the second balls in the boxes and there's more football and maybe that role doesn't suit him anymore. Maybe he needs to be a bit de- deeper, you know. And um, there's a lot there. The older lads, they really just need to pick their games up, you know, and drag the younger players around for them. But it's just really lacking leadership for me. If it, what it looks like from the outside. And again tonight, as it's evidence in every game there this season. It didn't look like we had anyone who was ever likely to score a goal, George. No, we don't. But there's a massive gap between the striker and the midfield as well. You can sell by the game. And I think if you watch the first half, the two full backs for Finn Harps were playing out wide. So there was plenty of space to get the quality balls into Mark. Just simple 20-yard balls, you know. But they're obviously their confidence is at rock bottom at the minute. So it's like evaporated in the whole club. So that's a difficult thing to get as well. And, you know, Finney has a big challenge on his hands. But as I said to you before the, before the game with the four games that he has played he's going to learn more about that than he would if he won the four because now he'll see what he has and the players he has and what he can do so he, he just needs to keep going and I'm sure Fenny will turn around and Fenny's a really clever guy as well and he knows his football and Fenny will see what everyone else is seeing and do you know and I think as I said before the game is up to the players to put on the performance and get the crowds behind them and if they can't do that then, then do you know they're going to be replaced Fenny's had a tough start um, three defeats and a bad draw here tonight as well against Finn Harps but I mean as you say Maybe it gives him an assessment of what he needs to do, what he needs to change ahead of next season. The draw tonight hopefully will keep Cork City safe. There's still seven points ahead of Finn Harps. Uh, that will hopefully be enough to keep Cork City in the Premier Division. Do you think there's any danger of relegation, George, or should we be okay? No, I don't think there'll be no fear of the relegation, you know. And, and you know what? Cork City are definitely going to nick another couple of points or win before the end of the season. Uh, obviously, it would have been great tonight because if they won tonight, it probably would have been, you know, done and dusted. But um, regarding, like, as we get back like to Fenny, Fenny will know what he has to do you know and he's been put in a really difficult situation I know the board got a lot of hassle and a lot of grief for bringing him in so late and wondering why he would so many little games but I think it's actually proven really good now that he's actually got to see it because if he came in in pre-season and dealt with these players then he'd be back where in square one so I think the positives is just get to the end of the season and let Fenny rebuild the team and, and the club and just bring, bring back the football that we want to see and, and get the results that we want to see he might sign you up George would he? Well, I'm more than willing if he wants to give me a contract. <laughs> you, could have, you could have done a job there on the pitch tonight, judging by your performance in, in Benno's game the other day. But, I mean, that, that's the kind of thing they need is, is creative players like, like yourself, like, like Neil Fenn himself. We saw John O'Flynn on the pitch last week. They need to bring back those kind of guys, uh, if we can find guys who are, who are like those kind of players, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. And, and you're watching the game tonight, if you had a Fenny that could just sit in the number 10 role and hold the ball and bring players into play and, you know... Marky Sull isn't that you know Marky's all in behind and he needs a player like that and they've just got to re- get recruitment and my biggest thing with Cork City for the last couple of years is that the recruitment has been completely terrible to you know the players they brought in haven't been good enough I think it's been a bit, sl- bit lazy really you're going around look months to lead- senior league players you know you've sh- you got to look abroad you've got to look 
every possibility to bring in those players to build up even the local lads and the local boys that are coming through the under or the under twenties. All those lads need lads they need to look up to. And, and if you play with lads that come back from England and say abroad, those players do help you. You know, so it's something that they really, really need to look into uh, with the recruitment. Because for me, the recruitment has probably been the biggest problem at the club. Like. Players coming back from England has always been a really strong thing for Cork City going back to the times yourself and John O'Flynn when he came back other players in that era uh, in more recent times Shawnee Maguire I suppose came back to Ireland after having a spell and things as well so like, I mean it's, it's those kind of players that we need and those kind of guys need to be found and they're definitely out there somewhere surely you need players that want to get back or want to keep their career going you know I think you can bring players back and they get comfortable I see a lot of the lads they'll all be on Ecos having dinner or Tuesday with each other or Wednesday and it's about social media the boys really need to find players that are hungry I think when I played in our team certainly you had Joe Gamble you had Flinney you had Kearney you had Kevin Doyle we all want to be better than each other every Friday night on the pitch like I didn't really see that tonight you know because when I used to go out and play on a Friday night I was like oh, I have to be better than Gamble today I have to be better than Flinney today that's what you need those players not competition but competition still, amongst, amongst your own teammates yeah. really isn't it and still, be, and still have a really good team spirit and, every, and everyone going in the one direction for each other but if you're coming back and you're just happy out just sitting on your contracts and playing the odd game and you're injured every now and again it's not going to work and it doesn't work in professional football anymore anyway because you get found out but that's what they need they need hungry, hungry players to come back that really want to succeed in their careers again a lot of players are out of contract most of the players are out of contract um, by, by the time the season is, uh, is over so do you think that, uh, that Fenn is going to have a bit of a clear out like? it's not a good time to ask me that because I've got rid of a whole lot of them you know, <laughs> but, but uh, Fenny will have a big pro- well he, he has big decisions to make he has to bring in his own players and if the boys haven't done it, they still have another five games left you know and I know he is really really frustrated with a lot of them so I was hoping tonight you know put on performance maybe get a 2 or 3 nil win and you know things would be feeling better but you know it just hasn't happened and, and Fenny will bring in his players I know Fenny Fenny's been in the business a long time he's a really shrew, shrew character and Fenny will, Fl- will do what he has to do for himself just finally George from your own perspective are you enjoying being back at Turners Cross this season you have your young fella Rocky with you as well and uh, are you enjoying being back yeah it's great and it's brilliant and you know especially you now when I have my son that co- can come watch the games with us and yeah it's George O'Callaghan there speaking uh, after last night's and it'll draw uh, with Finn Harps and uh, certainly not holding back there is George uh, following that uh, on that poor performance last night uh, for Cork City. All right, we're going to take uh, a quick break. Uh, we'll be back in a bit. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. All right, folks, glad you join us uh, for the Big Red Bench. Full time score for the uh, Cork County Senior Football Championship quarter final. Newcastle have beaten Inland Rovers 10 points to four. If you haven't heard, uh, Glen Rovers have beaten Newtown Shandrum uh, by a single point. So it finished uh, Glen Rovers 112, Newtown Shandrum at 14 points. Uh, so a fantastic uh, win uh, indeed uh, for Glen Rovers uh, in that game. Cron for excited about that game and thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, sounded like a cracker despite the uh, conditions so uh, great one from the Glen we'll get a reaction from them uh, in just a little bit in the ladies uh, senior semi-final Moran Abbey have beaten St. Files for 13-4-4 to in the Camogie uh, quarter-final uh, in Ascara and St. Catherine's going head-to-head it's in Ascara who lead there one twelve to 2 4 13 minutes gone in the second half in the Intermediate Football Championship relegation playoff uh, it has finished Mitchellstown 2-14 at Dragol uh, 1-11 and in the Premier League in the evening kickoff, Newcastle and Brighton are going head-to-head scoreless there after 50 minutes alright we are going to talk uh, Gaelic Games hopefully get reaction from the Glen Rovers camp before we get out of here at 7 o'clock with Balanascarty and St James Contesti Cabri Junior A Football Championship final tomorrow in Tim League Balanascarty have already claimed the Junior A a hurling championship title they'll be hoping to do the double well it's been uh, a while since uh, St James's have lifted uh, the title Ciarán Sporka Carberry Secretary Donald McCarthy ahead of the game uh, a great game to look forward to and I saw it's like the, the Benham Club Junior Football Championship right when we set out this year we had 21 teams starting off and we're down now to Belenskarty and uh, St James's in the final no I suppose nobody anticipated that it, it would be Belenskarty and St James's and I suppose you'll have history made in um, in Timothy next Sunday evening. Ben Scott are going for the double, which wasn't achieved in Calvary since 1988 by Newcastle. And St. James are going for their very first um, Junior Football Championship in Calvary. Um, they had uh, good enough passages to the the, the final. Ben having a good win over Kilmacabee there actually in the the quarter final as well. 
That's right, Ciarán, but in extra set, Benliscart, they were defeated in round one by St. Mary's in a great game in Benliscart, Bel- and had yeah. a score of, of 210 to 10 points. But they got their act together then in round two where they defeated Omahounas comprehensively. And then in round three, they went out and defeated Benden and the score of 114 to six points. Mm. But I suppose the real shock result was in the quarterfinal when they defeated um, Kim McAbee, who had won the Calgary Championship with the past two years, yeah. right, on the score of 111 to 13 points. Now, it was a goal and injury time, but look, I think Benness got their team actually that I suppose they had been junior A football with the last 40 years. They had been there actually when I suppose Connacilty was the only senior football team in, in, in Calgary and the likes of Donnie's, uh, Benden, Newsystone, always found it very hard to beat Benden's character. They have great tradition. Yeah, you know? and St. James's, uh, they've, I suppose they've had about a month waiting for the, the final to be played. So are they waiting in the long grass? Yeah, St. James have waited five weeks, but I suppose, that, like, uh, St. James were found, I suppose, 1892. Now, the Ironically, they won the County Junior B Hurling Championship in 2005 and they nice. went up Junior A Hurling. The same year, 2005, they were defeated by Dripsy, right? Yeah. In the County Junior B Football Championship. And they've been up, actually, Junior A Football since. And they have accounted for themselves reasonably well. Every year in the Calvary Bale Division 1 Football League, St. James would always be in the top five. Right. So, like, you know, so, yeah. like, they... they, they that they're treated games very good, like you know what I mean. Like you know, they're treated very good, like you know. Yeah. So and, and like the the competition has been uh, okay. We're we're talking September now. It started on the the seventh of April. It's been uh, it was a spread out enough uh, competition this year. It's the last of the, the divisional finals. Yeah, it's the last of the divisional finals, but I suppose, like, when you look at it, like, you know, you have so many teams involved in hurling as well, like, you know, and, like, Ben Nascarte, who have already won the junior hurling, like, they were involved all the way right up to last Sunday week. Mm. They played the semi-final last week against Cabaret Rangers. No, they defeated Cabaret Rangers by a pint. And, um, you know, like, I think next Sunday, like, that if St. James get a start on Ben Nascarte, they could be in a bit of trouble, you know? Yeah, um, it's been played down in uh, Timberley Gargadine Rangers GA Club. That's right, Ron. It has been played down in Timberley in uh, Argadine Rangers GA Club, and I suppose we have at half time. Argadine Rangers won the Calgary uh, Junior Football in 1994. We're honoured in 25 years of uh, ago. Also, I suppose like when we're looking at next Sunday, St James. I suppose they they created their own shock as well when they defeated Troy McCory. Mm. actually, in the quarterfinal and the score of 3-6 to 14 points. Yeah. In that game, actually, they scored two goals in the first eight minutes and I suppose Ty McCorrick found it very hard to recover after that, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think I see, correct me if I'm wrong, St. James's were celebrating uh, possibly a hurling uh, win recently as well. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I thought I saw on their Facebook page they were celebrating some win anyway. Oh but yeah, they're, they're doing fantastic work with Andreas St. James. Yeah. No, um, like it is a small community. Uh, no, they had problems over the past number of years fielding at minor and under sixteen level, but they seem to have got rid of that problem now, and they're under age level, under twelve, and under fourteen. And now coming into under 16 next year should be actually going very well. So, like, you know, it is great to see the community and the community aspect in both clubs. There are two rural-based clubs. And again, as I said, no matter who wins, right, there'll be that bit of history created next Sunday in uh, Timidee. Yeah, and look, uh, lastly, Donald, ex- like the, the hurling final, expecting a big crowd uh, tomorrow in uh, Timidee for the, the football final. Oh, we're expecting a big crowd tomorrow, like half past five. Oh, there's two county board games on in Domain Mayor, right? Mm-hmm. Intermediate and prim intermediate football. But uh, I, I still think like that the, the community around St. James and um, and uh, Belniscarte will be all out in force. And I suppose um, I'd like to um, thank uh, again um, Tim O'Sullivan of Cash Awards for his sponsorship of the Man of the Match for uh, for the final and tomorrow mm-hmm. OK Donald, uh, Donald McCarthy Secretary of Carberry GA thanks very much for joining us on the bench and uh, best luck at the final tomorrow 
Thanks very much, Kieran, and thanks always for Radio FM and the big red binge. Thank you very much. You're very welcome indeed. It's Carberry Secretary Donald McCarthy speaking ahead of Palin Scott in St James meeting in the Carberry Junior A Football Championship final tomorrow in Tim O'League alright I'm going to preview uh, or going to hear I should say uh, from Glen Rover's boss uh, Richie Callagher uh, following that dramatic one point win over Newtown Shandrum uh, Kieran's been chatting to him (laughs) serious battle there yeah it was and I I just think the second half Often I said in their heads, the old thing, we're playing with a bit of a gale, we're going to win the, going to win the match for us, and we, we got sucked into hitting the ball. We put Patrick going forward to start the second half, and we hit the ball over his head for 10 15 minutes, which was ridiculous. And then we got to fight into the first proper ball we got in, we got a goal off it. And we got another ball in shortly after, we got a penalty off it. Mm. Like, what do fellas be thinking when, when they have the wind? The wind doesn't mm. hit the ball over the bar, you still have to strike it over mm. or put into play. We just lost our way in the second half. How many times we hit the ball? We went in our own half back line, centre field, hit the ball into their centre back standing. Oh, alone for 20 minutes it, it, we kind of lost the plot but look we, we won we'll take it we still have a lot lot to work on it, it's I don't know it, it's, we've, we've had a bit of troubles the last year four weeks of injuries we, we lost a couple of matches it's been a bit of a battle but look we won tonight and we will take that all day long Newton put on serious pressure towards the end but she seemed to they, but I think they had the energy they, they had plenty of use in their legs and, and they were able to move and they were able to run and, and they caught us and it was a wet miserable night they had young eager fellas they, they, they didn't care, Offalers knew what was at stake I think it suited them but I don't know how we how, I wouldn't say how we won, we took over in the second half, we got on top we got, probably wouldn't say lucky goal because David Cunningham first and he stuck it in the back of the net but you have to cut my new tone, I thought they were tremendous with the, with the young players that they had that played, the energy and the energy, and they were cut off us, you have to admire that and you would feel sorry for them because they went down fighting. Listen, there was one point and it was in the end, but the man that probably kept you in it was the goalkeeper Yeah, but look, he's been doing that for a long, long time and he's, he, he's been he's been going over injury already for the last two, three or four weeks, even this morning he, he, got, he, he was injured worse this morning, he he hurt his wrist and we played a match last week he made a great save fell down his wrist hurt it again he was in trouble this morning at lunchtime he was fine and then again this evening before the match started he was in trouble again and of course he wanted to play we had a chat with him like I don't believe I wouldn't say we don't believe fitness tests you, you talk to fellow one to one you know how he's talking how he's feeling and he wanted to play and he knew that he'd be fine and look he, the saves he made he does it all the time for us and he's, he's just tremendous guy yeah, yeah, but look, looking at that and not, and not building us, carry tool up or knocking us down on that performance, we'll be very, very vulnerable. And I think people judge us on what we did three or four years ago. We're a different team. We've injected a lot of youth into the team. We're still carrying a couple of old legs, but you need that. Like, we're not the Glen Rovers that were there three or four years ago. We, we'd love to be, but we're not. But we know we're still good enough to win matches, but we need to be a lot more smarter. Hurling tonight was, was a way off. We did some stupid, stupid things which cannot happen in hurling because you'll be punished before you go. Well, which was the conditions a factor? In the first half, not so much. There, were, the breeze, there was a bit of a breeze that would have picked up in the second the half, rain. and then the rain came. The rain was like, yeah. the example being Patrick's penalty. Like, everyone here, yeah. probably going to stick around. Yeah. the lads, this is a dodgy one, a heavy ball, wet ground, anything's possible here. And the goalie made a great save. Like, I, you, you have. The best he could do is hit it, hit it where he wants to go and hit it, but it's not going to go there because the ball's going to swivel, it's going to swerve. It's, it's just very, really, really hard. It's mm-hmm. only hitting hope. You fellas getting balls from 20, 30 yards, so couldn't even need to go all the times, and that, that says it all. It was a dog fight, wasn't it? It was, but look, that's our second owner, Lord Dog Fight, Lord Maligan's Chavez, another dog fight. So you'll be very happy with the heart and the spirit and the determination and the drive to win. And like you just Steve McDonald come back to his best tonight, he, mm-hmm. was, he was really, really good. And but it's just our skill, our skill, and our hurling brain is is, is is a bit off. We're doing stupid things, and we will be punished if we don't, if we don't sort that out. Yes. Yeah, that's right, Richie Kelleher there, the Glen Rovers boss, speaking after their dramatic narrow win over Newton Shandrum in the Senior Hurling Championship. Up next for them is Carrick Tool, Imokili, and uh, Sarsfield is just about to get underway. Horrible, horrible conditions again. Uh, down in Park Room, we'll get an update from Kieran O'Regan in uh, just a couple of minutes there uh, on that one. Uh, but uh, it doesn't uh, look like it's going to be uh, an easy evening for hurling, as uh, Richie was mentioning there at the second half, particular of that uh, Glen Rovers Newtown game. Started bucketing down, and Richie was saying their fellas couldn't even reach the goal from 30 yards. It was that kind of uh, weather, it was terrible. Um, but it uh, should be a good game here now. St. Mokili, the county champions, look to book their place in the semi-final but that Sarsfield certainly won't let them have it all their own way
Alright, going to talk uh, to our blog now who've launched a brand new skills challenge in the last couple of days. They want clubs to get involved. The concept is an idea from football coordinator uh, Conor Coonahan. Kieran's been speaking to Cork GAA Games Manager Kevin O'Callaghan about the idea. Yeah, I suppose, Kieran, look, uh, we're very excited about it. Um, it's a new venture for us um, going into actually competitive skills competitions in Cork isn't something we're, we're doing on a regular basis. So we're excited to get the initiative off the ground. I suppose Conor Coonahan, um, as the new football project manager, came to me a couple of weeks ago with this idea that, look, we've always been talking over and back about how maybe our kicking proficiency in Cork isn't where we'd like it to be across, I suppose, all levels of the game, really. Um, and I suppose Cork has been, you know, even in Connor's time, has been synonymous with maybe the running game has been more effective for us. So, look, we're just trying to put strategies in place to, to improve the overall um, kicking um, skill levels of the game in Cork. So, so we came up with this idea of uh, running a skills, formalised skills competition. Uh, we've opened it up to under 12, 13 and 14 players, uh, club players across the county. So we'd be looking to put a big emphasis on uh, the clubs to actually run internal competitions in their club um, with those age groups and, and put forward then the three top scorers uh, from each of those age groups from their, their club teams into a divisional competition. So we're using the existing um, divisional bo- eight divisional um, regions to, to run off uh, finals and then follow up with, with the eight winners out of those regions coming to, to county finals afterwards. Like, you know, so it's something that we're very excited about, to be honest. Uh, I think that I think that if clubs embrace it, which we're encouraging them to do, I think that the boys will, will see where they're at. They're, they're being challenged to kick off left and right foot. They have five kicks off each foot um, uh, in a hook kick formation. So um, we're looking forward to, to be honest now, to get going. There's savage work being put into this, it seems, because it's, it's not something you can put together overnight either, this uh, concept. No, I suppose there's look, there's been a lot of meetings and, and toing and froing, and I suppose James McCarthy or GDA and, and Football Development Club Coordinator deserves special mention here as well because he's played a big part in it. And look, I suppose over a couple of weeks we've we've tried it out on the ground and come back and reviewed it and, and tailored it. And I suppose the idea here is that um, all it's it's accessible to all clubs, and and it's it's not um, I suppose it's not a competition that's going to take extensive time. It's designed to be done quick. There's minimum set up on it, really. Um, so it's designed to be quick and, and can be done uh, or maybe during a training session or, or, or an especially convened session to do the skills test uh, in clubs. Um, so we're in clubbing, encouraging all the, the club coaches to to get out in the field over the next week or so and, and get the competition done. And I suppose it's a good guide for the club coach as well because he can see, right, you know, I suppose we're always rushing in the game and trying to get the outcomes in the games to win and we'll do it by whatever means and we don't probably reflect maybe on right where are we at in terms of our skill levels but I suppose this gives the, the coach an opportunity to press pause and to see right where are my players in relation to their kicking skills off both feet and, and maybe they can tailor their training programs uh, to improve those skills where they find deficits maybe over the, the next couple of months you know so it's, it's a win-win situation I think for everybody yeah, you mentioned that Conor Conan came with this idea. I think if you, if you spoke to the minor football management and others, Conor Conan's having a pretty big influence since he's gone into the position he's in now. He is for sure. Um, to be honest, with you, he's he's working very very hard, and I suppose he's he's linking up the various units. So he's he's uh, he's working at senior level right through down to down to this level now with these, these skill tests that are starting at under twelve. So he's having an enormous impact, and I suppose he's a great sounding board for for us as well in terms of where we're going with our policies to develop the game in Cork. So yeah, definitely very beneficial. He's uh, he's working very hard, and he's networking, and he's he's linking up with post-primary schools as well and just trying to, to build the, the Cork a football family I suppose more than anything at the minute you know so it's very positive yeah, and look I know the event hasn't been run yet but uh, if it proves to be successful is something that could be expanded to hurling maybe down the line. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. We're uh, we're doing the pilot with the football for now, and uh, maybe next year, if it, as I say, if it works uh, well and we're happy with it, definitely the plan is that we'd that we'd put something in place for hurling as well, and that that we'd have both of them open uh, to clubs for next year. You know, so yeah, that's the plan. And look, lastly, Kevin, uh, for people who might be interested, where can I get more information? 
So you can log on to GAcork.ie, you can log on to rebelogecoaching.com um, or the Cork GA Coaching Twitter account also. Uh, we're putting up videos now on a daily basis to, to promote the event. So the, the tests themselves are available, the rules are all there. Um, and as well as that, I suppose, for club coaches that might be listening to the programme, uh, it's also gone out to your club secretaries as well. They, they also have details, so they can they can get the information there. Listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM, and that's Cork GAA Games Manager Kevin O'Callaghan speaking about the brand new Skills Challenge uh, that Reblog have launched. Get more Reb information uh, on the Reblog website, reblog.ie. Sarsfields have got a point up on Imo Kelly, just one score in the opening at uh, four and a half minutes. Daniel Kearney it was uh, with the point there for Sarsfields. In fact, Sarsfields just got a second point as well, um, so they lead uh, the county champions Imo Kelly. By two points to no score, five minutes uh, on the play on the clock there. All right, going to look ahead to tomorrow morning as Ireland take on Scotland in their Rugby World Cup Pool A opener in Yokohama. Andrew Conway and Jordan Lammer starting in the back three. Only seven of the match day twenty three have previously played at a World Cup. Roy Best is capping the team for the thirty fifth time. Joe Schmidt feels Scotland would be out to the strop during the normal game plan. We've been planning this for a long time. Um, and, and when you get the, the opportunity to put it into practice uh, it, it still has to be put into practice accurately and uh, one of the things that gets in the way of that is the amount of pressure the opposition can put on you and I've no doubt that both teams will be trying to put pressure on each other so that whatever they have got planned isn't quite as effective as they'd hoped Meanwhile, Schmidt's absent number, Gregor Townsend, says his squad are in peak physical condition ahead of the game. Ireland, though, have won seven of the last nine meetings between the sides. But Townsend is hoping his team will be able to finish strongly in Yokohama tomorrow morning. We pride ourselves on finishing games strongly, uh, which we tend to do. Uh, against Ireland, maybe that's a bit different um, in that we, we've started better. Um, we know Ireland always starts strong, so to... To be in the game at half-time, to be ahead in the game at half-time will put more added pressure on them. So our goal is to start strong, finish stronger. Kick-off, of course, tomorrow morning, quarter to nine. Captain Roy Best says they are well prepared. Boys are well used to playing in, in big games and, and this is just one to look forward to and, and one to put yourself now mentally. If a lot of the physical work's done. Mentally now put yourself in the best position to produce the best performance for your country. Looking forward to that one. Quarter to nine is the kick-off time for that one. Fingers crossed. We'll be talking about an Ireland win on tomorrow evening's show. We'll have analysis from our good friend, former Irish international Moss Finn, on the show tomorrow evening from 6pm. Seven minutes gone now in Porky Rain, and it's still as Sarsfield's leading in Kelly. Uh, by two points to no score looking to book their place in the semi-final Glen Rovers did it already against Newtown Shandrum. Not exactly high scoring at the moment, Kieran and Porky Rain. No, because would you believe, Roar, the rain has decided to return for this game. Uh, it stopped for halftime. The first game stopped in between the two games, but it's back again for this. There's eight minutes gone, and Sarsfields were on top. It's two points to no score. And in McKinney, a small bit lost at the moment. There's a lot of uh, balls being hit into Sarsmen who are unmarked and having free goals. There could be a red card here. There's a, After an incident, after happening off the ball, he pulled straight across him. Uh, Sarsman, if you bear with me, Roar, there could be a red card here. It looked like a red card, a foul. But yeah, and anyway, there's nine, nine minutes gone. Red. It's a red card, yellow card. It's a yellow card for number nine. That's da- Daniel Kearney, a lucky yellow card there as well. But Sars, two points. And McKilly, no score. There's nine minutes gone here. That possibly could have been a red card and really changed this game so far the Immokili man still down but uh, we're just watching replays here but yeah we'll, we'll just have to, to wait and see how, what effect that has on the rest of the game but it could have been a red and Sars could have been down mm. to uh, 14 players but so far it's Sars who are kind of on top 9 minutes gone it's Sars 2 points Immokili no score Thank you very much indeed for that Kiram will have reaction coming up on the Big Red Bench tomorrow from 6pm you can uh, follow the updates on our Twitter at Big Red Bench we're out of time thank you very much indeed for tuning our way on this uh, cold, blustery, wintry Saturday evening. Hope wherever you are, you're warm and you're cosy and uh, you're not out in the rain like you're on there this evening, uh, bringing you all the best uh, from Porky Rin. Alright, we're back tomorrow from 6. Steve's up next with the block party. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday nights and uh, fingers crossed, darling, get the win tomorrow. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie.
Cork's Red FM.